This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show with your boy, Jonathan. Uh, hope everybody had a great holiday. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas. I'm recording this at just after 6 o'clock on December 29th. Just got two more days in 2019. Hope 2019 has been good to all of you. It's been great to me and my family, and uh, I hope that 2020 um, is, a, is a great year for you. Hope it's even better than this year, especially if you didn't really have uh, a great 2019. So we're going to get right into this today. Um, I've been mentioning on social media today, I made a few posts uh, that we have a major announcement to start the show, so we might as well get right into that. We have uh, Dr. Jalen Raby that just showed up in the Twitch chat. How you doing, sir? Hope you had a, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all of that good stuff. So let's get right into this major announcement. So this is not something that um, I, I look forward to doing or something that I, I wanted to do. Um, as a lot of you may have noticed, I've been getting some questions about it the last few weeks. You guys have been asking, um, where's Will? Uh, why hasn't Will been on the show? Um, and that's basically where I'm going to start with this announcement. So um, the first thing that I want to say, um, I mean, some of you might know where this is going, but the, doing this podcast um, and, and making you know the commitment to doing this podcast every single week, it, it's not a, an easy thing to ask from anyone. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, to commit to following the team um, as closely as you need to, to to try to bring you know a good show to other Magic fans, other people that um, live and, and breathe and you know and live and die by the wins and losses of this team, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Some people, my wife included, um, you know, would compare this to to basically like me having a, a second job, right? Um, and, and Will, uh, you know, over the last few weeks has been busy not only with work um, and, and you know with his family. Uh, he's also, you know, been doing some traveling for any of you that, you know, follow him on social media. He and his family just took a trip to Puerto Rico. Um, but kind of going into to the next year, you know, Will and I, you know, kind of had a discussion as far as um, what both of our commitment to the show was going to look like going into the next year. And Will has just kind of made the decision that right now at this point in his life, uh, the way his work schedule is and, you know, the, the schedule, you know, of, you know, his family and everything like that. Uh, he really just can't commit to doing the show full time. Um, the way that he feels like you guys and the way that I feel that you guys deserve, um, you know, people that are, are going to be committed, you know, to following this team uh, committed to the podcast to uh, prepare as best as we can to bring you guys a good show every week. Um, and right now, Will just doesn't think um, that he, you know he's really going to be able to commit to the show the way um, that he knows is necessary uh, to really you know do you know the best that he can and, and bring you guys a great show. So uh, moving forward, uh, Will is not going to be a part of the six man show. I, I say that you know with a, with a heavy heart. He's my brother. He's my best friend known him almost my entire life um, but right now just this isn't a good fit for him and I you know I completely understand that I support him you know and everything that he's doing I wish him you know the the best of luck will is still gonna be a, a big part of my life um, he's just not really gonna be a big part of the show going forward um, 
He's welcome back, you know, to the show at any time. I don't want anybody to think that there's any ill will between him and I, no pun intended. Um, he's welcome back to the show, you know, at any point in time. If circumstances change, uh, I would love to bring him back to the show full time. Um, but moving forward, um, you know, for the foreseeable future, it is just going to be me on the podcast. Um, for those of you that, that like hearing uh, my voice, I appreciate you sticking with me. Um you know, I just kind of doing this the last few weeks just makes me really appreciate everything, um, you know, that, that Philip Rossman Reich does uh, over at Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. Um, you know, he does this five times a week basically by himself, and it's not an easy thing to do. I still enjoy it. I love talking about this team. I love talking about this team with you guys. I love covering this team, but it's definitely not an easy thing to do. Um, over the last few weeks, I've definitely um, – gained and, and grew, you know, uh, even more of an appreciation that I already had for that guy. So um, if, if Philip, you're listening, man, just uh, my cap off to you, man, you do a great job. Um, but one thing that was really important for me in, you know, kind of going through this process with Will and, you know, kind of deciding what was going to be next for the show is um, I am going to be looking uh, to bring somebody else into the show. You know, I just mentioned how hard it is to do this um, every single week by yourself. As much as I love doing it, um, I really enjoy having the conversation more, having somebody to to bounce ideas off of, um, somebody at times to to disagree with when it comes to different aspects of the team and and having different takes. Um, I think that you know brings a lot to the show for you guys as well, um, and I also get a lot out of it. So um, I'm going to be kind of half actively, half passively looking um, to bring somebody else onto the show. Uh, but that's not something that I take lightly. That's something I take very seriously. I have literally, um, and, and I'm not asking for anybody's pity or anything like that, but I've put figuratively my my blood and, and sweat and you know tears into this you know podcast and building um, you know the the somewhat presence that we have here at the six man show online on um, you know Twitter Facebook Instagram Reddit uh, you know all that stuff um, it's a big sacrifice to to say that you're gonna sit down and um, you know no matter what's going on around you and your family uh, you know I've been at you know uh, you know, family functions and, and just been sitting there on my phone watching the magic games because it's that important to me. Thankfully, you know, I have an amazing wife who understands that, um, and has supported me throughout everything that I've been doing with this. Uh, but a lot of times we have to say no to certain things that, you know, people ask us to do because I've made that commitment that I, I'm going to watch every single game, um, you know, to the best of my abilities to make sure that I'm covering this team the best way that I can uh, for you guys. I, I enjoy it, but I want to bring you guys the best content and the best show that I can. Um, just the other night, you know, we were out with some friends celebrating, you know, a 30th birthday party, and I was literally just sitting there almost the entire time on my phone, you know, watching the game, making sure that I'm keeping tabs, you know, on what's going on. So um, when it comes to finding another co-host, um, you know, I'm going to kind of hold them to that same standard, and that's not an easy thing to ask of people. Um, it's a really big commitment and coming into the show, I don't think Will and I, you know, equally kind of realized kind of, this was going to take on kind of a life of its own. And it really is a major commitment. And that's not something that I take lightly. The last thing that I want to do, um, is to create kind of like a revolving door of guests. You know, if I bring somebody on and then I find out that maybe we don't have great chemistry or maybe they're not a, a great fit or maybe, um, 
they don't realize how big of a commitment this is, and then they kind of need to shy away from that. So um, this is going to be something that I'm going to do a lot of uh, my due diligence, if you will. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm looking to bring somebody else onto the show eventually. Um, it's somebody that understands fully the commitment that it's going to take to, you know, produce a great show every single week. Um, and somebody that's going to be committed to that long term. I want to bring you guys, uh, the best possible show that we can. Um, but until that time comes, you're going to hear my voice every single week. Sometimes it's just going to be me. Sometimes I will bring in, you know, special guests when we have one. Um, my wife has been, absolutely begging to get onto the show she does watch every single game with me she follows the team um, just as closely as uh, most of you out there do Um, and it's just been kind of something that I've held off on for a long time Um, but just given the circumstances you know we we may give that a a try and and see how that goes so um, yeah but also I just want to say thank you to Will my man if you're listening Uh, I just I really I can't stress enough how much I appreciate um you kind of stepping into this arena with me. Um, I never would have done this without you. And it's become, you know, one of the biggest parts of my life. And it's become, you know, really a great joy. It's something that I love doing. And once again, I never would have done it without you. Uh, Thank you uh, for, you know, putting up with my, at times, um, I don't know how to describe, but me being neurotic and just being so like, um, anal retentive about you know the the way certain things I I wanted them to be that I thought would um, you know make a great show and and you were there every step of the way man so just thank you so much the the six-man show would not be um, what it is right now without you man so I just uh, once again thank you and uh, yeah I just I just hope um, you know you're able to spend more time with your your family and and everything like that so um, but yeah uh, I might have said this already, but I, I wish everybody has a happy new year going into the year. Uh, let's kind of get into the show right now. So this week, the Magic went 2-1 and one, uh, on the week with wins over Chicago and Philadelphia with a loss to Milwaukee. Orlando still holds on to the 8th seed, sitting at 14-18. and 18. We are 10-6 and six at home, we're 4-12 and 12 on the road, and we are 3-7 and seven in our last 10. We're just two and a half games back of the seventh place uh, Brooklyn Nets, and we are one and a half games up on Chicago, who is currently in ninth place in the Eastern Conference. And this is kind of where this week's story is going to begin. So uh, at home for Chicago Monday night, the Bulls rush out to a 9 to nothing lead in the first few minutes. And then Orlando would spend the rest of the quarter making up the the deficit for a 28-28 tie heading into the second quarter. Orlando fought to keep the game close as Chicago hit six threes in that second quarter and then trailed 54-51 to at halftime. Magic shoot 53% from the free throw line in the first half, leaving seven points at the line, and the Magic made a strong push in the third quarter, including a Fultz, three to pull, uh, a Fultz pull-up three to give Orlando a three-point lead with seven minutes and seven seconds left in the third quarter, and then Orlando would not trail again for the rest of the game. Uh, to start the fourth quarter, Magic were up two, Hold the Bulls to just 14 fourth quarter points and win this one 103 to 95. Despite being out rebounded 47 to 46, Magic win this game on the back of solid shooting, good defense, uh, holding Chicago uh, to 39% from the floor. Magic shot 48% from the floor in this one. Terrence Ross led all Magic scorers with 26 points, a new season high, hitting six threes in 31 minutes. And Nikola Vucevic added 21 points, seven rebounds. We have a couple questions coming in from the Twitch chat right now. Uh, Magic couple will be nice. 
if AG doesn't play tomorrow, do you think Clifford will take an eight-man rotation or Jefferson will get one chance? I definitely think we'll see. Um, hopefully, Mo Bamba is able to go. Uh, maybe we'll see some Ken Birch at power forward, but I definitely think Emil Jefferson um, you know, is definitely likely to pick up some more minutes tomorrow um, if AG's unable to play right now, I believe. Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba are both questionable to play. Uh, we'll talk more about AG's injury in just a little bit here. Moving on to Philadelphia, hosting them on Friday. This was the two teams' second meeting of the year. Orlando had defeated the 76ers back on November 13th, 112-97. to The Sixers in that game were with out Joel Embiid, but Joel Embiid did play in this game. Mo Bamba did not after he sprained his ankle in practice on Thursday, but from the opening period, you could feel like this was going to be a win that the Magic would have to gut out, played very physical, connected defensively, were able to hold Philadelphia to 21 points and 31% shooting in the first quarter. The Magic weren't exactly able to take advantage, however, uh, only able to muster up 19 points to trail by two after the first quarter. Markel Fultz did hit another three in this one in the opening minute. It took a soft bounce off the back of the rim, kissed off the glass, flew up about four feet in the air before it came back down and fell through. I always mention when Fultz hits a three, it's always uh, good to get a Fultz three. Uh, and then he would also get a second in the second quarter as Orlando would outscore Philly 27-26, to Magic down one at the halftime break. Third quarter, the 76ers would take an eight-point lead before Orlando would go on a 9 to nothing run to take a lead 63-62. to And then the Magic would take a three-point lead into the fourth quarter. This is where things would get a little bit crazy. Orlando and Philly, for the most part, would trade shots uh, for the better part of the fourth quarter before the Magic ran out to an 11-point lead with two minutes and 24 seconds left. And according to Unpredictable.com, they had a 99.3% win probability at that moment. So, um, like I mentioned before, this past Friday, I was at a birthday dinner downtown here with some friends. Uh, Vooch hits that three, I believe, to put the Magic up 11. So I, I turn to my wife and say, hey, I've got to go outside. got to do my post-game video like I do every single night. I figured I'd be in and you know outside, back inside um, in about 10 minutes. That really turned out to be about a 30-minute period um, of time as just the last few minutes excuse me, of this game really just took forever. So um, Josh Richardson throws an alley-oop dunk to Ben Simmons. Then Evan Fournier comes back down the other end, throws a lob to Aaron Gordon for a reverse alley-oop. The Amway completely explodes. Magic are back up 11 with 149 to go. Over the next minute and a half, however, Philly would hit five threes. The Magic would miss six of 11 free throws and would not score another field goal for the rest of the game. Uh, the Magic were up just one with five seconds left in the game. Aaron Gordon inbounding um, from the, the near camera uh, sideline. Goes to throw it inbounds to Nikola Vucevic, but throws it right to Ben Simmons, who tips the ball to Embiid, who runs down the floor, throws up a 48-foot jump shot at the buzzer that he would miss as the Magic escape with a win. Shaky last few minutes, uh, but it was a huge win, in my opinion. It was the best win of the season so far. Magic played good defense throughout. Uh, Philly just made some really tough shots in the closing minutes, or it really wouldn't have been close at all at the end. Uh, and then the free throw shooting down the stretch was a bit concerning, but you really can't argue with the win. Uh, Aaron Gordon uh, played with 
played what I felt was one of his better games of the year, finishing with 19 points, 11 rebounds. Solid defense, as always, especially on Ben Simmons. Evan Fournier finished with 20 points on 8 of 14 shooting. Vucevic added 16 points, 12 rebounds. Played great defense on Embiid for the majority of the night. Him uh, and Ken Birch off of the bench as well. Uh, they held Embiid to 24 points on 21 shot attempts, so not a very um, offensively efficient night for Joel Embiid. A lot of credit to Vucevic and Birch for that. Huge win for the Magic. Um, man, I was just outside of that restaurant, just pacing back and forth, waiting for that game to be over. I tweeted, you know, when we were up 11, that this was going to be the biggest win of the year. And then all of a sudden, we watched that lead evaporate, and I'm like, man, if we lose this game, this is going to be completely my fault that I jinxed the Magic. But um, Magic really fought hard in that game uh, to take that lead, and then um, you know did just enough at the end to to hold on for the win. I'm going to take a, a sip of my tea here. Throat's getting a little froggy. One of my buddies that's watching in the Twitch chat just said people thought that I left to take a dump uh, at the end of that game. But no, I was outside um, like a loser sitting by myself watching the Orlando Magic potentially uh, lose uh, a huge lead. But thankfully, once again, they were able to hold on. Uh, but that was just a great game, great win. And then let's talk about Saturday night. So the Magic play the Bucks on the road. Uh, this was both teams' second game of a back-to-back. -back. The Bucks were without Eric Bledsoe, without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mobamba missed his second straight game with a sprained ankle. Uh, this was really just a very frustrating game after the Magic playing solid defense and rebounding the ball relatively well. In the previous two outings, the Magic just looked really tired and, and really looked like they were lacking effort, to be frank. Uh, first quarter, Milwaukee jumped out to a 37-25 12-point lead. And after this game, Steve Clifford made the point of how the team really struggled throughout the night once they broke the starting lineup. So let's talk a little bit about that. So with four minutes and two seconds left in the first quarter, the Magic were down two when Birch in a one-do subbed in for Vucevic and Fournier, which completed a lineup of Augustine, Ross, Iwundu, Isaac, who would later be subbed out for Aaron Gordon, and Ken Birch. So to end the quarter, Milwaukee's bench would close the quarter on a 15-5 to run. And then the lead was up to 18 with 8 minutes and 9 seconds left in the second quarter before Clifford would bring the starters back in. This just continues to be a huge problem this season. Um, Clifford either not realizing when he needs to sub out uh, the bench players and bring back the starters, but also just poor bench play really in general. Uh, the starters would fight back uh, in that second quarter to be down just 10 at the half. And then Orlando would close the gap in the second half to two points uh, with two minutes and 40 seconds left, 47 seconds left to go in the third quarter before the bench comes back in. And then the Magic were down four going into the fourth quarter. The bench unit would allow Milwaukee to extend the lead to nine once again before Clifford checked the starters back in with eight minutes, 41 to go in the game. And then Orlando could really never get it close after that point to make a real run, and they fall 111 to 100. Magic allowed Robin Lopez, Ursan Ilyasova, and George Hill to just con continually uh, kill us throughout the entire night. Those three combined for 51 points on 20 for 29 shooting. Orlando was out-rebounded 35 to 57. So we just talked about how against Philadelphia they played with great physicality, rebounded the ball well, played great defense. 
the next night maybe they were tired maybe they just didn't have the legs whatever the case may be um just really a, a poor showing by the Orlando Magic Aaron Gordon did check out in the third quarter of this game uh sat out the rest of the evening with a sore Achilles after the game he said it's something that he's been dealing with really for quite a while and at this point he feels like he needs to take care of it before he begins to play again so um in traditional Jeff Weltman and and John Hammond fashion. We don't have any kind of timetable on that injury, but hopefully Aaron Gordon can come back soon. Um, He did play pretty well against Philadelphia, like I said, Um, and maybe that Achilles is is what has been holding Aaron Gordon back now, as as a lot of us have mentioned that lately he's really been struggling offensively, and, and it's pretty concerning at this point. But like Ross at the beginning of the year, had a little bit of a nagging knee injury, took some time to rehab that, came back and has been playing really well since then. Hopefully we can get the same thing uh, from Aaron Gordon. But you can ask, you know, add him to the injury list of the Magic. MCW is still out with a shoulder sprain. Aminu, who has been rehabbing uh, that torn meniscus, he re-aggravated his knee injury last week in practice. Mo Bamba is still out with a sprained ankle. Uh, like I said, as of right now, Mo and Aaron Gordon, uh, they are both questionable to play in Atlanta on Monday. Uh, against Milwaukee, Evan Fournier finished with 23 points on 8 of 16 shooting. Vucevic ended the night with 21 points, 8 rebounds. Jonathan Isaac with a good shooting second half. Stellar defensive performance ended up with 19 points, 9 rebounds, 7 steals, and a block. He was one steal short of tying Nick Anderson for the Orlando Magic single-game franchise record for steals in a game. And then looking ahead to next week, Orlando is going to take on Atlanta on home on Monday. Then they'll head to Washington on Wednesday. Then they will come home for another back-to-back series. We've got Miami on Friday, Utah on Saturday. It's going to be a tough week, four games, um, but also another back-to-back. This will be the Orlando Magic's fifth back-to-back of the season already, uh, but it's the last back-to-back until January 26th and 27th. And then we only have one more back-to-back about a month after that, and that'll be the Magic's last back-to-back for the rest of the season. So we talked when we uh, went over the Orlando Magic regular season schedule before the season started that uh, the first half of the season was really front-loaded with back-to-backs, but the second half of the season, uh, the Magic should have a little bit more time to rest Um, We've mentioned before that this season, uh, the Magic on average have the biggest rest disadvantage uh, when it comes to coming into games. Um, They're just consistently coming into these games with less rest uh, than their opponents. So that's something to watch out for. Um, Hopefully the Magic can really start to get it going here. Uh, As we get closer to the midway point of the season, we've played, um, I believe it's 32 games so far. Um, and you know, 10 more games will be at the halfway point. So hopefully the magic will be able to one, get healthy and just two start to play, you know, more consistently on the defensive end and rebounding as well. Uh, we've got a couple of questions coming in. Um, Dr. Jalen Raby is asking, you don't think AG has to play more in the paint, um, year long shooting doesn't connect. So as far as Aaron Gordon, um, I tweeted last night when he was, you know, missing, um, you know, some long range twos, some pull up twos, um, some fadeaway, you know, paint turnarounds, you know, that crap that he does at this point, you know, Clifford has mentioned in the past that he doesn't, um, quote unquote coach decisions from players so whether they take a bad shot or they have you know a bad turnover or something like that he doesn't necessarily coach them on those instances and I think that's a big fault of Steve Clifford 
I understand that he wants um, to, you know, allow players to feel like, um, you know, they can play, you know, within the, in themselves and, you know, give them some confidence. But um, Aaron Gordon, you know, shooting ill-advised shots does nothing but really hurt this team. So I tweeted out last night that um, Aaron Gordon's poor shot selection is just as much on, you know, Steve Clifford as it is Aaron Gordon. Um, and that's really something that I would like to see. Um, change with Steve Clifford. You know, I, I think that at this point he, he really just needs to step in and say, Aaron, these are bad shots. You're hurting the offense. Um, you really need to get away from that. Aaron Aaron Gordon is one of the, the best um, cutters in the league as far as, um, you know, points per, you know, cut to the rim that, that he makes. Fox Sports Florida showed that graphic, you know, a week or two ago. And it's, you know, it's really obvious to all of us what Aaron Gordon needs to do in order to be effective. Um, needs to, you know, rebound the ball around the rim, you know, clean up, you know, garbage rebounds for second chance points. Needs to, you know, cut to the rim. I would love to see the Magic to, you know, get him out on the break more um, as far as throwing him lobs and, you know, giving him the chance to use that athleticism to get easy baskets. Uh, he needs to knock down open three-point shots. He needs to get better about um, committing offensive fouls as he draws, you know, contact on his way to the rim. Uh, I would love to see him get to the foul line some more. That's the most efficient, you know, play in basketball is getting to the free throw line. So if Aaron Gordon could do a few of those things and then just cut out, you know, the the mid range jump shots and the the turnaround jumpers and stuff like that, um, it could really do a lot, you know, for the offense of the team, but also uh, the offense for Aaron Gordon as well. Uh, I have a question here from my buddy at more Bamba on Twitter he says, what do you think about how players minutes um, are handled? And do you think it will change? So I talked about this really a few weeks ago, um, looking back to Steve Clifford's previous head coaching stint in Charlotte. If you look at, you know, his two best players at the time, Al Jefferson and, and Kemba Walker, there were a couple of seasons where those guys played about 35 minutes per game. Um, but for the most part, all of those other starters were playing around 30 to 31 minutes per game, uh, which is what we're really seeing with the Orlando Magic. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, I know that Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, those guys have all been around 31 to 33 minutes per game to start the season. Um, Markel Fultz to start the season was at a 25 minutes per game uh, minute limit or minute restriction. Lately, he's been playing about, you know, 27, 28, 29 minutes per game. As the season goes on, we might see a little bit more um, of that kind of upticking. Maybe he gets into the 30, 31 minutes, somewhere like that. I don't see it changing. Um, I just feel like that's part of Steve Clifford's philosophy and, um, you know, the the decision that he and the, the training staff has made um, has been to keep these guys around these minutes. Uh, at some point in the season, though, um, as we get later into to the season, if we're still kind of, um, you know, in limbo of whether or not we're going to make the playoffs, I think he's going to have to make the decision at some point um, that you're coaching for wins um, and not necessarily maybe health. Maybe that's the, the wrong way to say that. But, um, you know, if there's games that you know that you're going to need wins at the end of the season where, when we're playing teams like, you know, maybe Chicago or Brooklyn um, or, you know, Detroit, teams that are going to be playing kind of for that eighth seed, we're playing them, and it comes down to tie-breaking situations. He's going to need to make the decision in those games, like we're going to go for this win tonight. We're going to play our starters, you know, 37, 38 minutes to try to pull out a win tonight. Um, that's a, 
a good thing about Clifford and, and kind of a bad thing. You love a guy that's going to stick to his guns, uh, but at the same point, um, sometimes it's really frustrating to see him um, kind of refuse to shy away from the, the way that he has just decided to do things um, where it seems sometimes there's room for some adjustments uh, that really could you know help this team out a little bit. Specifically, the last couple of games, um, specifically last night actually, uh, with Mo Bamba being out, Ken Birch was just completely getting torched by Robin Lopez. I would have loved to see Jonathan Isaac get some run, you know, at the five, uh, and, and just kind of see what that would look like. He's just such a defensive menace. Um, plays with great en- energy, great length. Gives you a lot more than Ken Birch does offensively as well. Um, but at certain times, Steve Clifford just refuses to do that. Maybe it's maybe he doesn't love the fit. I don't know why. Um, maybe he's also just trying to keep Jonathan Isaac's minutes down. Had to take another uh, sip of tea there, just kind of wet the whistle. As my voice feels like it's starting to, to kind of go on me. I appreciate you guys um, hanging in there with me. Uh, another one of the thoughts that I had the last couple of days as we see, you know, Markel Fultz at times uh, just take over games for, you know, a few minutes, especially on the offensive end, just his ability to get to the rim with ease. At some point, I would really love to see him become more of a focal point of the offense and just be a little bit more aggressive and just kind of try to impose his will because it just feels like whenever he's getting into the paint, good things happen. You know, he's either uh, finishing around the rim at a high percentage, um, he's getting a dump off to Mo Bamba or Vucevic, or he's finding an open shooter. It just feels like good things happen whenever the ball is in his hands. Uh, I would really also like to see Steve Clifford kind of get away from these DJ Augustine false lineups, um, especially if when those two are on the floor together that he's kind of relegating Markel Fultz to be uh, a spot-up shooter you know, in the corners. That just doesn't work. As fun as it is to see Markel hit threes, um, I think he's just shooting at about 26% on the season right now from the three-point line. So definitely love the fact that he has the confidence, and I think he'll kind of only improve as a shooter as time goes on. Uh, but right now he's just not knocking down those shots at a you know a high enough clip to justify putting him you know in the corner as a spot-up shooter for any amount of time, um, you know, let alone four or five minute stretches when he and, and DJ Augustine are on the floor together. Um, just kind of going through my Twitter here, just seeing if we have any other questions uh, from any of the, the listeners so far. Oh, let me bring this up really quickly. So last night during the game, um, and this, I don't feel like I'm alone in this. Um, some of you may agree with me or, or disagree with me when it comes to this. Let me pull up exactly what I said. So I made a tweet last night that was, in mostly jest, I was mostly kidding when I, well, may, I was maybe 50-50 kidding when I said this. Lately, this season, and you guys, if you're watching in the Twitch chat, please let me know how you feel about this. It just feels like during the Is This Anything segments, if David Steele doesn't have something that's particularly like a wow or like a big deal or anything like that, um, it just seems like Jeff Turner is being like very passive-aggressive. Um when he is, you know, kind of arguing whether or not it's anything, uh, in as far as what the truck is gonna gonna argue, um, I I don't remember exactly what he said last night, but just given the two of them, their body language, um, their facial expressions after um, 
that exchange had ended, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. So what I tweeted was, seriously, and this is probably where people got thrown off because I said seriously. Maybe I shouldn't have said seriously. Sometimes, you know, I have a flair for the dramatic, but whatever. I said, seriously, Fox Sports Magic needs to do something about the play-by-play and color broadcast team dynamic. At times, it's just awkward. Not in a good way, like listening to a couple argue about that time that he kissed her sister, right? And I thought by that last comment, you know, like listening to a couple argue about that time he kissed her sister, I thought people were going to be able to tell that I was kidding, but, but maybe not, right? And sometimes awkward can be a good thing. It can be funny, you know, but really... It just feels like it's uncomfortable at times listening to the two of them go back and forth. Some people say it's it's part of the gimmick. It's part of the shtick, if you will, um, that they're kind of going back and forth. But to me, it just carries on for a few beats too long for it to really seem like it's real banter. It doesn't seem like there's genuine laughter going back and forth. At times, it just seems like Jeff Turner is being kind of mean to David Steele. Now, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. I still think they're one of the best broadcast teams in the entire NBA, if not the best. But I'm not saying that Jeff Turner needs to be replaced. I just think that somebody at Fox Sports Florida should be like, hey, just chill on that a little bit. You know, give him a break, you know, do whatever. Of course, my wife, my lovely wife is agreeing with me in the the Twitch chat. You know, we watch the games and we say it every probably every other game that like "Eh, it's just uncomfortable, whatever. But if you guys in the Twitch chat want to let me know how you feel about that. Plenty of people had shared their thoughts with me uh, on Twitter about this. A lot of people are agreeing with me. Some people are disagreeing with me, whatever. At the end of the day, I still love those guys. I still love the broadcast. Like I said, they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, When I have to listen to, you know, especially during the preseason, when you have to listen to some of these other teams uh, like Toronto or Boston, they're just so biased. It's ridiculous. I think that Jeff and David do a great job of kind of hiding their team bias the best that they can, especially when it comes to questionable fouls with the referees. Um, But yeah, I think they do a great job. But those times in particular just make me a little uncomfortable. So it is what it is. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me, whatever the case may be. Now that we're heading into the new year, um, you know, the event that we're putting on or the event that I'm putting on um, for February 1st, 2020, it's a Saturday as the Miami Heat come to town to take on the Orlando Magic. I'm trying to put together a big group of people um, to get together and just be a a really loud, um, enthusiastic cheering section for our Orlando Magic and drown out those Heat fans. So if you guys want to come and be a part of that, um, you have just over a month to purchase those tickets. You can go to thesixmanshow.com backslash beat the heat, click register, and that will bring you to a page. that the Orlando Magic have uh, set me up with so that you guys can purchase your tickets there. It will be a lot of fun if we can get a lot of people to come, so I would really appreciate that. Um, also, always check out the thesixmanshow.com. You can find any events that we're putting on. Um, you can find links to listen to the podcast there. Uh, you can also find the team shop. We're not really the team shop, but the Six Man Show shop uh, where you can buy Orlando Magic-inspired apparel uh, that I've designed myself. I would love for you guys to pick up a piece of that. Uh, A little bit goes a long way, but that's really all that I have um, to say uh, so far, um, you know, for this week's show. I appreciate you guys listening, you know, week in and week out as we head into the year. We've been doing this uh, show for about 10 months now. It's been a lot of fun. 
Um, like I said at the top of the show, we'll be you know moving forward uh, without Will. As sad as that is, um, it is what it is. But I thank you guys you know for listening to us, and I thank you guys for continuing to listen to me moving forward. And uh, whoever eventually we bring onto the show, I know will be. Uh, a great asset and uh, we're just going to do our best to continue to improve the show and bring you guys a great show as always so next week uh, we've got those four games uh, once again Atlanta Washington Miami and Utah so we'll have a lot to talk about next week make sure you guys submit your questions on Twitter Instagram Facebook all of that good stuff answer it either live on Twitch or answer it live on the podcast as well if you guys don't have a Twitch account but if you'd like to come and watch me you know do the live stream record the podcast you can go to uh, twitch.tv create an account and then follow me at twitch.tv backslash six man show we do this every single week it's a lot of fun I enjoy interacting with everybody in the Twitch chat and answering your questions live on the show. So if you're not following us on Twitch, make sure you do that. If you're not following us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can do that as well. You can find um, all the links to um, you know all of our social media accounts on the website and on you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow us at Six Man Show. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Six Man Show with your boys Jonathan, and I will catch you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!